reading from John chapter 1. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to Philip, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses wrote in the law, and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. So Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, spoken to us by his son. first Christian was Andrew. Last week I talked about Andrew. John the Baptist preached that Jesus is the Christ to Andrew. And Andrew had faith. He was the first Christian convert. He was saved by the words of preaching God's word. And because of his faith, he began to follow Jesus instead of John. And then Jesus sent Andrew to his brother, Peter, to share the good news of Christ's arrival. And by Andrew's sharing of the gospel with his brother, Peter came to faith in Jesus as well. It means sharing Jesus doesn't have to look like knocking on random people's doors. Most often, and usually, sharing Jesus happens in your home with your family. Jesus has given you your family to love them. And inviting your family to come and meet Jesus Christ is the greatest way you can love them. But what about your friends? Jesus found Philip and said to him, follow me. Jesus' words created faith in Philip's heart. 
and he was saved. And what's the first thing Philip did? He went and found his good friend, Nathaniel, probably someone that he worked with. At work, they usually talked about everything and anything, but often they spoke about far more than just sports and the weather. They discussed deeper things, as many of us do with our buddies. From the text, we find out that a frequent subject, as friends, was this. Who is going to be the Messiah? Is he going to come in our lifetime? Both Philip and Nathaniel were very, very familiar with the Old Testament, which gives thousands of prophecies of the Messiah, of which Jesus fulfills all of them, which is like dropping a silver dollar on a bullseye from an airplane and hitting it twice. When you read a book that you really like, when you see a movie that turns out to be great, when you make a new recipe and it tastes fantastic, what do you do? You tell your friends and your family. You try and win them over, and meeting Jesus is the same. Philip had finally found the answer to who this Christ could be. It was Jesus the Nazarene. But Nathaniel responds sarcastically, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You see, Nazareth was far, far from Jerusalem. No good Jew worth his salt who cared about going to the temple every day for sacrifices, would ever conceive of living that far away in Nazareth. That was a bumpkin town. It was for poor people. It was despised and rejected among men. And in this way, Isaiah's prophecies continued to unfold with Jesus as their end. The prophet wrote, he was despised and rejected among men. But instead of meeting Nathaniel's bitterness with more bitterness, or being scared off subject, here again Philip sticks to his bread and butter what he knew worked because of his own experience, what he knew worked because of what happened with Andrew and with Peter. When Nathaniel asks, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Instead of a cocky or sarcastic comeback, Philip simply says, well, come and see. The invitation to meet Jesus for yourself. When Nathaniel meets Jesus, Jesus adapts to the situation. He ribs Nathaniel right back. He calls him an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Maybe you grew up with an Israelite in whom there is no gall. Or you might say, 
This guy says what's on his mind without thinking about it. This guy wears his heart on his sleeve. It means Jesus in his omniscience heard what Nathanael had said. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And he wanted to joke with him as well. And so, in jest, Jesus pokes fun at Nathanael's name. He says, I saw you under the fig tree. For you see, Nathanael, while also meaning gift from God in Hebrew, also sounds like the word for irrigation ditch. And what is underneath a fig tree? None other than an irrigation ditch. What's great about Jesus is he can speak for himself. He can stand on his own. He doesn't need us to nervously defend why he's important, why he's needful, why he is the Lord. His words are wonderful. They give great hope. His forgiveness banishes the anxiety and fear from our hearts. His name reminds the lost that they are not their own, but bought at a price, not with gold or silver, but with blood. And watching him give his very body and blood to those that he loves sparks envy to be included. Jesus can do this on his own, but he'd love for you to introduce your friends to him And that just looks like inviting them to come with you to church. Some of my favorite times here are when confirmands bring their friends with them after they've had a sleepover or whatever. I watch them follow along in the service bulletin. They thumb around the hymnal. They sing. They look around uh, at the beauty, the order, the light. And they come up for communion, and I bless them on their forehead, and they look up with a bright smile on their face. So after service, I ask them, how did it go? Is this your first time at church? And each time they've said, yeah, this is my first time coming to church. And things felt holy, different much different than I expected. They've had an encounter with Jesus. The seeds have been planted. In this day and age, the world is so dark, so chaotic, and is just to be swept up with something otherworldly. To be captivated with Jesus for an hour and 15 minutes is healing on hollow souls. So maybe your friend won't like Jesus. I doubt it. Maybe they'll even try to argue or laugh at you like Nathaniel did to Philip. After all, we hold the treasure of Christ in our bodies and our words and in our emotions, which are fragile, like jars of clay, just waiting to be broken. But Jesus uses these fragile instruments to show that he is all-powerful alone 
We are not. We must trust in. We must put our hope in the strength of his words and his presence. But maybe Jesus is just what they've been waiting for. Maybe they're hurt. Maybe they're tired of bad answers. Who knows? You don't have control over that. All you can do is invite them to meet Jesus where he promises to be. People respond to invitations all the time. It worked with Nathaniel for our assurance. Maybe your friend just needs to meet Jesus too. In his name, amen.